Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujiyadeen. Today is Wednesday, December 21st. Coming up, opioid overdoses spiked during the pandemic. We'll hear one Kansas man tell his story. It turned into my dad basically confronting me at my grandma's in the pasture. Said, do you want to move back, get in recovery? How access to medical care played a pivotal role in one person's path to recovery. But first, some headlines. Crews will start pre-treating roads around the metro today in anticipation of an Arctic blast this week. KCUR's Carlos Moreno has more. The National Weather Service is forecasting between two and four inches of snow starting Thursday morning, along with high winds and below freezing temperatures. Kansas City spokeswoman Sheree Honeycutt says plow crews are prepared to work 24-7, but even after a street has been cleared, driving might still be dangerous if the pavement ice is over. If you have to go to work, we really ask that you take those extra precautions, doing things like giving yourself extra time in the morning to get where you need to go, giving drivers in front of you extra space. Kansas City residents can call 311 to report streets that need snow removal. Freezing temperatures are expected to linger through the weekend. Planned Parenthood Great Plains is now offering telehealth abortion services out of its Wichita clinic. That comes after a judge blocked a Kansas law last month that banned doctors from prescribing abortion pills over telemedicine. Patients still need to visit the clinic in person for an evaluation, but they can now get abortion pill prescriptions from out-of-state doctors remotely. Planned Parenthood Great Plains President Emily Wales says it'll help expand abortion access in Kansas at a time when clinics are overwhelmed by an influx of out-of-state patients. It certainly increases availability when the physician doesn't have to be sitting in the room doing functionally the same thing they would be doing if they were there. Wales says the group is working to expand the telemedicine service to its two Kansas City area clinics. A Republican Missouri state lawmaker from Kansas City wants to cut the income taxes for state highway patrol officers. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. A bill filed for next year's legislative session would give highway patrol officers a 25% deduction in their income taxes starting in 2024. That would increase by 25% each following year until they would pay no state income tax in 2027. Republican State Senator Tony Lutkemeyer sponsored the bill. The Northland and Platte County lawmaker says the bill will incentivize more people to apply for law enforcement jobs. Police departments are facing officer shortages. The Missouri legislature will begin its session on January 4th. Kansas has turned the tide on a shortage of public defenders. The Board of Indigence Defense Services asked for millions of dollars last year to address poor pay, and lawmakers eventually provided almost $4 million for raises. Heather Cessna, who heads the state public defender agency, says jobs are now being filled. We had a substantial number of vacant positions last year. We are actually to the point now where we are essentially starting to run out of vacant positions to fill. She told lawmakers the good news while also asking for an additional $600,000 next year to prevent wages from stagnating. Her office has 244 employees with just 28 vacancies left to be filled. We'll be back after this. 
You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Kansas and Missouri have seen drug deaths skyrocket amid the opioid epidemic and the rise of fentanyl. The Kansas News Service spoke to one man about his ongoing fight with addiction and how medication has helped. We're using his first name only to protect his identity. My name's Tanner, 34 years old. Most of my life has been here in Wichita, so uh, strict parents. Uh, then my freshman year of college, I was given the freedom Go on your own, you're going to class, doing your thing, you're responsible for yourself. Then a friend ended up getting a surgery on his shoulder and it slowly started to the doctor prescribing medication for him. We're 18, 19, getting some hydrocodone pills and having fun on a weekend or whatnot that eventually turned into us finding them every day. I wanted to get out of it, wanted to kind of straighten my act up and then moved off to KU in the fall of 2009. I still used every now and then. One of my good friends was really deep into it. He asked if he could come up to Lawrence and visit, and we had a great time on that Friday night partying. Little did I know that morning when I would wake up, I would find him in the bathroom, overdosed from heroin, passed away. The PTSD kind of starts in with that. Classes just stopped. And guess who I decided to hang out with? The guy he came to Lawrence with. I wanted to kind of mask my pain. I knew he could get what I wanted, and that was opiates. And I could never get away from the crowd that was using. Went to the Iowa State Fair in August, and my dad said, hey, do you just want to Moved to Iowa, family up there, and I get up there. I do really good for four, five, six months. I mean, I had gotten a job. It was going great, going great. And then I was offered one day, not really even looking, just a guy said, hey, I can. It's another thing is you'll hear me say that I was offered it, and I'm the type of person that's, if it's there, I'll usually say yes. So that's, that's my bad habit that I should say I have. It was opiates, started slow, and then it just ramped up. I had a girlfriend up there at the time. I ended up stealing from her parents. I had stole, let's see, from my cousin that I was living with. Well, then there was a cash register at work, so I slowly started taking from there. Then the day came that I got called into the office and I was arrested for second-degree theft in Iowa. Called my parents. And part of that strict upbringing, she always said, if you end up in jail, you're going to stay the night there and you're going to figure out what you did. One of the worst nights of my life. I mean, just 14 people in one cell. But then as soon as I got out the next morning, went straight to the dealer's house. Now we've lost girlfriend, lost job, lost my cousin's house that I'm living at. So moved out to the farm at grandma's. Went down the road and milked cows at the dairy farm with Grandpa. End up stealing from Grandma. Well, 
It turned into my dad basically confronting me at my grandma's in the pasture. Said, do you want to move back, get in recovery? There's a medication we can start and it might be able to get you on the right track. That's when the journey with Suboxone started. Suboxone will block your opiate receptors. It'll let you regain control. I got a job, worked second shift. I mean, working 50, 60 hours, taking my medication every day, lived at my parents. Well, one day someone says, hey, I got some, some opiates. It was hydrocodones, I think. And I took four or five of them, didn't feel a thing. I was on the Suboxone, I was still taking the Suboxone. From then, I knew right away, there's no sense, no point, don't waste my money. I was able to take, do the medication to get my life back on track. And I got a promotion, kind of, and got to move to first shift. And I did really, really well and titrated down from 16 milligrams to 8 to 4 to 2. Ended up going to 0 milligrams and made it through it. So that was a three-year process. So after I got moved to first shift is whenever I met my now wife. Of course, what do two people young and in love do? You go out and you hang out. You go out with your friends. Well, me with my type of personality, we would go to dinner and I would have a few too many. Stayed away from opiates. No opiates, just alcohol every day. As soon as I got off of work and I went through six months of just heavy, heavy, heavy drinking, there was another medication. Vivitrol is an injection that you get once a month. The cravings go down tremendously. And I got my injection for nine months. Yeah, 2019 was the last time I drank and I... My last Vivitrol shot was January of 2020. Got my life back on track again, doing great. Same story, song and dance. Came to my appointments, did all my steps. So I figured the next step would be engagement. Got the ring, went to Colorado. She said yes. There wasn't like cheers and champagne or anything like that because I wasn't drinking. So I don't know if that's what led to the next part which was me having opiates at work offered to me again. Tried them. Now I'm getting the blue pills that were called Perk 30s. They are fake pills that are filled with fentanyl. I had to admit to my fiance on our way to work, like, I'm struggling, I need help. I have been buying these things. It hit her like a brick wall. These fentanyl withdrawals have something completely different about them that it's just pure hell. Pure, pure hell. 12 milligrams of Suboxone is what I started on this time. And I went down from 12 to 8 to 4 milligrams. And I'm down to the 2 milligrams of Suboxone. And so I haven't used the fentanyl since May of 2022. Getting your life back is one thing that a lot of people want. And I think medication, Suboxone, Vivitrol, they help. I mean, I've gone through my ups and downs, but I'm a homeowner, I have a wife, I have a dog. I've got a steady job now for 10 years. I have kind of a regimen. I come to my individual meetings on Friday and I have a group on Monday that I go to. I, for me, at this point, I think recovery is something you gotta wake up and work every day. I gotta work my recovery every day.
Celia Yopis-Jepson produced that story. The Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For a transcript of Tanner's story, visit kcur.org, where you can find more stories about Kansas and Missouri from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear why it's hard to hold some Kansas nursing homes accountable for neglectful and abusive care. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.